Welcome back to South Florida Sundays. Sharina with you. And today I am joined by Dr. Anthony Lee from the Christine E. Lynn Heart and Vascular Institute at the Boca Raton Regional Hospital. And I thought, since September is a month where we focus on vascular health awareness, who better to speak to than the Chief of Vascular Surgery? Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Lee. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Now, uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit about the vascular system, how it operates, and like why is it so important to try our best to maintain itself? Well, the vascular system refers to all the blood vessels that carry blood to and from the heart. Essentially, if the heart is a pump, the vascular system is the piping that's connected to the pump. The two main types of blood vessels are the arteries, which are under high pressure, and you can feel your pulse under, and mm. carry blood away from the heart, and the veins, which are under low pressure and can easily be seen under the skin, and they return blood back to the heart. Oh, wow. Dr. Lee, I also feel like I have to mention that you are also a clinical professor at Florida Atlantic University because that is the clearest anyone has been able to explain the vascular system. Totally learned <laughs> something new. Um, so what is vascular disease and how does it cause issues? Well, vascular disease can come in different forms. Mainly, a blood vessel can get blocked up, usually by a plaque or a clot, restricting blood flow to a leg or an organ, like the kidney or the intestines. This can lead to the loss of the limb or wow. organ, and blood flow must be restored fairly quickly, depending on the part of the body. Another type of disease that can result is enlargement or ballooning of the blood vessel itself, and that can lead to a rupture and death. These are called aneurysms. Oh. Often, these conditions do not cause any symptoms, but are incidentally diagnosed. And treatment is dependent on the size of the aneurysm and location of the aneurysm. Well, that's really quite concerning that the majority of aneurysms are actually found on accident, especially considering how dangerous they are. So you would recommend uh, keeping a close relationship with your doctor, correct? Exactly. Um, so what are the most common vascular diseases that people deal with that you're seeing? You know? That's a great question. Most of the vascular disease can be generally categorized into four common forms. And they include, number one, PAD, and that acronym stands for Peripheral Artery Disease. This results in decreased circulation in the legs. People with this problem often have cramping when they walk, mm. which makes them stop and rest before continuing. The second I alluded to in the previous question are aortic aneurysms, which affect the largest artery in the body called the aorta and is one of the leading silent killers in this country and in the Western world. Mm -hmm. And if left untreated, can lead to rupture and death. The third category is narrowing or blockage of the carotid arteries, and these can lead to a stroke. These can be safely treated with either surgery or a stent. And mm -hmm. lastly, venous disease, which refers to blockages or reflux or backflow in the veins of the legs, leading to swelling and large wounds that can be very painful and lead to infections. Um, so is there like a specific age range that you're seeing being affected by vascular disease overall? Um, do you, who do you feel is most likely to be affected by some kind of one of these diseases? Yeah, that's a, another great question. The demographics of arterial disease, which are the first three kind of 
disease states that I just talked about mm-hmm. really afflict the elderly. In fact, in our practice, the average age of our patients, if you can believe it, is 85 years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is very unusual to see vascular disease in anyone younger than 60, although occasionally we will. Venous disease, however, affects a much younger population, and they can start as early as in your 30s and extend go beyond into your 40s and 50s. Do you know why that is? Simply because the biology of the disease that affects these different types of vessels are age-related. Right, right. So what about prolonging treatment? Like if you decide that you're not going to get treated right away, what could happen to your body? Of course, the aneurysm is like sudden death, but like what about, you said, venous disease? If you leave that untreated, uh, could that cause another illness? Yes. Venous disease really impacts one's lifestyle. It's really an issue of losing one's limb. So from underlying venous disease, an individual can develop ulcerations called venous ulcers, which can be extremely painful. And as I mentioned in my previous uh, reply, they can lead to infections or conditions called cellulitis. And uh, these will lead to hospitalizations, prolonged hospitalizations requiring intravenous antibiotics and special dressings. uh, And these wounds can last for days and weeks and sometimes months. And, uh, And certain arterial conditions can also lead to wounds. But unlike venous disease, a lot of arterial wounds that do not get treated can very much lead to limb loss or a major amputation. Yes, and nobody wants that. Oh, my goodness. So let's talk about aneurysms. You kind of brought it up a few times during our conversation, but one of your specialties is the abdominal aortic aneurysm. What is that, and how can it affect someone, especially if they're not treated? Yes, this is such an important and deadly problem. It's worth mentioning again. I'm glad you brought it up. An abdominal aortic aneurysm is also called a triple A. Not the car. uh, Yeah, I'm like looking at car service people, but it's also called AAA because abdominal aortic aneurysm is a mouthful, so to speak. It is. Yeah. So what is it? It is a dilation or ballooning of a section of the aorta, not the entire aorta, which in a typical adult measures approximately 16 to 18 inches long. We're really talking about a section of that uh, entire length. The Mm -hmm. aorta is the largest artery in the human body, and it carries all the blood from the heart to the rest of the body. Triple A's are often asymptomatic, meaning they don't have any symptoms, and I mentioned that earlier, Mm -hmm. and they are diagnosed when one gets an ultrasound or a CAT scan for completely unrelated reasons. If these conditions are left untreated, a triple A will continue to grow like any balloon or a bubble, and if it gets large enough, will eventually burst or rupture and obviously lead to internal bleeding. Triple A's can be both hereditary and can be caused primarily by smoking. Mm. Probably smoking is the number one causative element, if you will, to formation of aortic aneurysms. And the timing of treatment is really dependent on the size and the type of AAA one has. 
So what it sounds like is that those who are smokers should definitely rethink their habits to avoid suffering an aortic aneurysm. But you also mentioned the hereditary side of things. Like, what are we talking about? Mom and dad or like great, great uncle twice removed? How close is the relationship and how would you know if you're at great risk? Yes. Uh, so the genetic relationship of a AAA uh, is quite strong. In other words, if your parents or any what we call first-degree relatives, they include obviously parents as well as brothers or sisters, if there is a family history of this, one has up to a 20%, meaning one in five chance, of developing an aneurysm in their lifetime. Therefore, our typical recommendation is if your parent or brother or sister has been previously diagnosed with an aortic aneurysm, you, as a patient, when you reach an age of approximately 60 or 65, you should get an ultrasound of your abdomen to rule out or rule in the presence of an aortic aneurysm. That is definitely important information. Now, how often are you seeing this at your practice? Is this disease super common? Well, this is not a very common condition when you look at it in the context of different vascular conditions. However, our practice is one of the leading aortic centers in the entire state of Florida. Right. Uh, yes. And uh, so we see this condition quite commonly. And in our practice, we would see anywhere from five to 10 patients a month with this condition. And for those who are just tuning in, we are speaking with Dr. Lee from the Christine E. Lynn Heart and Vascular Institute at the Boca Raton Regional Hospital. And as you just heard, they are one of the premier centers for vascular health in Florida. Dr. Lee, can you walk us through what a patient might experience if they come to the Institute for Treatment? So, uh, first of all, we would have to work up the patient with imaging Mm -hmm. to precisely determine what kind of anatomy they have. Each person's aortic aneurysm is unique almost like somebody's fingerprint. Oh, wow. Okay. And the treatment has to be tailored to that unique anatomy. And that treatment can range from conventional surgery to minimally invasive stenting options. And this is very important to point out. Mm -hmm. While a number of other specialties may treat aortic aneurysms, in my own opinion, the specialty that is most capable of offering the ideal and optimal treatment for this are board-certified vascular surgeons. Right. You definitely want to do your homework before letting anybody operate on you. But speaking of surgeries, Dr. Lee, um, when would you think it's appropriate to perform a mentally invasive surgery as compared to a traditional open surgical repair? Yes, That's a very important and great question. So the minimally invasive aortic repair is also referred as endovascular. The word endovascular means obviously vascular refers to blood vessels. Endo means inside. So in traditional aortic surgery, open surgery, we actually fix the aneurysm from the outside by surgically exposing it and repairing it. In endovascular surgery, we actually repair the aneurysm from the inside. Mm, Okay. Now, endovascular or so-called minimally invasive aortic treatment or aortic repair is really reserved for high-risk patients who are unable to tolerate traditional open surgical repair because even in 2023, traditional open surgical repair remains 
the gold standard. Mm-hmm. So these patients uh, who cannot tolerate open surgical repair typically have severe pre-existing medical problems such as chronic lung disease, heart disease, or kidney disease, and or they have limited life expectancies due to advanced age. Long-term outcomes are typically better with traditional open surgery, and therefore patients who are younger or in better health should be recommended to undergo open repair. A qualified vascular surgeon, which I referred to in my previous reply, Mm -hmm. who can perform both traditional open surgery and endovascular surgery should be able to recommend the optimal type of treatment for that patient. That's pretty interesting because you would expect it to be the opposite, that the minimally evasive one would be the gold standard. Um, So the medical field has been uh, working towards advancements in treatment and prevention of vascular health diseases. Uh, We've been talking about a lot of them. (laughs) As I understand, you have a clinical trial going on right now, right? Correct. Our clinical trial actually involves a very special device called a T-branch. The letter T in that word refers to a particular type of aortic aneurysms called thoracal abdominal aortic aneurysms. Hmm. And the acronym for thoracal abdominal aortic aneurysms, which is even more than a mouthful than abdominal aortic (laughs) aneurysms, is T-triple-A versus triple-A. You put a T in front of it. And a T-triple-A represents the most complicated form of aortic aneurysms. Conventional surgery for T-triple-A represents, similarly, one of the biggest surgical procedures the human body can tolerate. It typically requires an incision that extends from one's upper back to the lower abdomen. The entire torso is opened. The patient is placed on a partial cardiopulmonary bypass, similar to open heart surgery, and a large segment of the thoracic and abdominal aorta is actually physically replaced. Patients typically have a prolonged stay in the ICU and in the hospital itself, and full recovery can take actually months. Now, that refers to the traditional open surgery. What about this T-branch? The T-branch is a unique type of investigational medical device. Once again, I repeat, it's investigational. What does that mean? It means that it is not yet FDA approved, but is available under a clinical trial. This trial and the device is actually only available in 10 sites around the entire United States of America. And Boca Raton Regional Hospital at the Lynn Hart Vascular Institute is one of those 10 sites. And believe it or not, the only site in the entire state of Florida. Oh, wow. (laughs) Using this investigational device, this type of aneurysm, or the T-triple-A, can be repaired in a minimally invasive manner. And remarkably, it can be done through two small needle punctures in the groins. So never mind that entire incision going from the chest to the abdomen, and instead you get two small needle punctures. Hospital stay is usually two to three days, and the recovery period is extremely brief in the matter of days. The T-branch technology represents one of the greatest advances in treatment of this life-threatening condition. Um, That's amazing. Who's a candidate for this? Yes, to participate in the clinic trial and be repaired by this device is almost entirely dependent on the anatomy. Not 
Every anatomy is suitable for this. However, a large majority are. If I, to, if I had to give a number, probably over 90% of aortic aneurysms of this type of complex TAAAs can be treated. Why? Because these devices are custom-made uniquely to that anatomy. Therefore, if a patient comes in, I would evaluate their anatomy through a CT scan mm -hmm. and a T-branch device that is uniquely tailored, like a well-tailored suit, okay. uh, can be designed and manufactured. And this manufacturing process takes about two months. And two months later, such a custom-made device would be delivered to Boca Raton Regional Hospital. And then we would actually perform the repair. Wow. And it's really interesting that it's uniquely tailored to you. Exactly. Um, how can someone connect with you um, if they're interested in seeing you as a patient or even participating in the trial? Well, the easiest way is simply calling our office directly. And that number is 561-955-3500 for an initial consultation. Typically, new consultations can be seen within a week, and some certain urgent conditions can even be seen sooner. Dr. Lee, thank you so much for your insight on vascular health and for sharing your time with us today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much.